Blog Talk Radio. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals, cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. Well, hello, hello. We are the witch, the priestess, and the cauldron. Yes. Yes, the important cauldron. The important cauldron, for sure. Um, yes. And at some point, we will say who the cauldron really is. But um, in keeping with this month's theme, which is actually the end of the month's theme of spiritual paradoxes, today, or tonight actually, we will be talking about unity and division. Um, and obviously, with myself and Deb, my co-hostess, we will be coming up with some incredibly interesting information. But before we start... <laughs> Um, I think we'll get a little catch up on what's happened during the week from last time we were on show. And I will kind of start with the, I've been um, up to my water neck in uh, some interesting uh, issues around plumbing. Uh, But as always, there is more to be, you know, looked at. So, um, it went well. We found all the things we needed to find and everything was good. But in the meantime, it, it kind of had me go through actually a concept of what we do in the show or talk about, you know, the unity division. You know, the division was the fear <laughs> of what was going on. Mm. And the unity was finding the courage to continue to keep going forward and move the energy and what needed to be done. But other mm. than that, it's... Um, <laughs> been an active time frame with clients and and, uh, family members being, you know, all getting ready for Thanksgiving, and now we're all amping up for that, and I find it interesting um, how, you know, in past time frames, I've talked to different people that I know and how their their holidays for this time frame and even Christmas changes. Uh, They used to have, you know, where they would do holidays, you know, as either the main cook and putting everybody together in the household, or um, they would have a family member that was another older family member that would do it and everybody gather. And a lot of what has happened is there's Mm. been a change. Um, Mm. Luckily, because I'm here with my daughter and her family and everything, they're young and they're They've got a lot of young people, so they're doing all of the the cooking and gathering and getting together. And I was thinking about that as I was listening to 
some of my friends talk and, you know, my own age and some of them aren't near family. Some of them are, you know, not on family isn't in good stead. So it's, it's kind of interesting. Again, we're hitting that time frame when, again, our spiritual paradox of unity and division, um, we feel <laughs> off or we feel together or, you know, somehow we have to come <laughs> to some harmony. And on that, I'm going to turn this over to you because I'm getting too philosophical here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's going to get there. It's going to get there tonight, (laughs) I think. I don't know. The way that I am right now, I'm pretty squirrely. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I really am. I just, um, I feel, even though I am not the one doing the cooking and all that stuff, well, I'm making one dish to bring, um, and we're all actually doing it over by my daughter, Shireen's house. Um, I'm still, it's just like hectic. Like, um, you know, my daughter, uh, my youngest daughter called. that She's, you know, on her way driving into town with her family. And then there's, you know, uh, the rest of them coming up. And, um, and we're going to meet uh, with my sister's family. I, we do this thing um, called the Turkey Trot Thanksgiving Coffee. <laughs> And so what is, I think they called it that because at first I think a lot of people did um, like this walk or run before that, and then they came in, and we all go to this one place where they have enough room to hold us, and we all have coffee, and it's like about 50 or 60 people. (laughs) And so there's a bunch of cousins and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then we all, you know, meet for like an hour or two, and then we go on our way and do the turkey thing and stuff like that, but um and it's kind of come to me lately that I think I have a genetic uh, predisposition um, to uh, gording whipped cream into my mouth around this time of year um, because um, <laughs> every time I go to the refrigerator, I'll squirt a little. <laughs> I just love those cans with the little nozzle top. And oh, yeah. what I've noticed is <laughs> my 16-year-old grandson, I noticed that he does that every time he comes over here after school. He'll walk in there, and I can hear this, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, hey, hands off the whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, I, you know, and then it, it occurred to me, I thought, huh, maybe that just, that whipped cream thing maybe just runs in my family. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so there's been, you know, um, not anything real drastic going on, but just, um, just, I don't know. I feel like my mind's just been going really fast. Um, I've been um, just harvesting flower seeds, um, taking family members uh, to appointments with medical issues, um, and then spending time with grandsons, um, mostly grandsons but granddaughters. But um, like tonight after the show, uh, my 16-year-old grandson is playing in his first basketball game. So I'm going to run over there. Um, then this past weekend, it was my um, one of my other grandson's birthdays, and then his brother had a basketball game, and so it's like you know a lot of attention going to to the kids, um, which mm-hmm. is really cool because I I like that because then I kind of feel like a kid too, and then I start kind of seeing things like through their eyes, mm-hmm. and then things seem to become more fun and more exciting all over again because I'm seeing it through their eyes. <laughs> Right. So, right. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. So that's kind of been my week 
Um, I did do, because um, I felt a little, like I was saying before, a little, little crazy this morning. Um, and um, well, I'll talk about that later because I just wanted to, that prayer that I ended up reading um, this morning just just really fit in with today's topic. And I think it's interesting because a lot of times, uh, Elvira, you'll say like, wow, there's a lot of synchronicities going on with the topic that we're talking about. And for mm-hmm. me this morning, that certainly was a synchronicity um, <laughs> and just kind of made me <laughs> made me stop in my tracks for a minute and go, huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's excellent. See, that means that what we've put together has is part of the flow. As, you know, I look at things, we kind of, mm-hmm. we all run around and we get so involved with what's happening in our world, whatever that is, our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this kind of focuses us. I noticed it does with me because it makes me more aware because of the topic. Mm-hmm. And suddenly yeah. the topic is in my face in my life. So it makes mm-hmm. it I don't want to say more real, but more mm-hmm. pronounced that we're, you know, this is something that's poignant to the rest of the world, the audience, other than just mm-hmm. us deciding we're going to talk about something, whatever it may be, and, you know, sound mm-hmm. really good about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. Um, go ahead, darling. No, I just, um, I just, like, I wonder because, if it's because we're we're focusing on that topic, you know, um, a couple of days before the show or whatever, that we notice um, those types of things more, or if that just, you know, law of attraction kind of just starts coming our way. <laughs> um, you know, we're going to talk about that particular law of attraction mm-hmm. next week, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I think it's it's the one like you buy a red car. And you suddenly start seeing a lot of red cars because you have a red yeah. car. You know, I think it's, yes. it's a combination of things. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> so I'm going to throw out a bunch of definitions and mm-hmm. for what we're doing. And then I'm, we'll turn it over to you, Deb, to kind of expand on these things in <laughs> your perspective. I figure that way we have like a platform and then we can kind of go back and forth. So, What a paradox is, is where two seemingly contradictory uh, truths can exist right next to each other and yet both be true. And that's why when we talk about what we say, spiritual paradox, you know, that's the point. Mm -hmm. Now we add spiritual to that. And Mm -hmm. what it is, is, you know, saying we are separate and we are um, whole at the same time, you know, in families, sexes, Mm -hmm. cultures, nations. And so we are and in both, not one or the other. So being aware that the personal situations and actions have seemingly contradictory qualities or phases is what we are paradox and expanding it to a more mm-hmm. um, a, a spiritual side, but a more personal side. And I always like the the statement. It was the beginning of the end. Think of that. <laughs> right. That right. is, yeah. you know, that's, that's a paradox in its mm-hmm. own right. So, mm-hmm. you know, part of our, our discussion is going to be unity, and, of course, the other is division. So what is mm-hmm. unity? It's a state of being united, 
It is a mm-hmm. state of oneness of mind, feelings, etc., togetherness. So mm-hmm. it's um, cohesive. It's in. It's together. It's it's you know all these parts are together. We're not a part. Mm-hmm. We're the whole thing. And when you look at the idea of division, there is the other thing. It goes to the separate parts, the separation of parts. You know, it's mm-hmm. partitioning things off over here, over there, and over there. And then you mm-hmm. get the you versus me, them versus us, hate versus mm-hmm. love. You know, that, right. you know, right. the, the opposites are what we do. So if you take the concept of spirituality or spiritual practice and discipline that what you're trying to undertake <clears throat> for the purpose of inducing spiritual experiences and cultivating a spiritual development, what we're trying to find is using techniques and things to bring that division into unity, to find a way to balance, just like we were very lucky to obviously have the scales with the ball of unity and the ball of you know, division. And as a scale, we know that they'll go out of balance a little bit because of one thing or another in our lives, the world, etc. And it's for us to learn how to move that of using our spiritual techniques and, and different things that, you know, we will also share at the end of the, the last half of the show to bring that into a more harmonious movement and balance so it is not so um, rigid in the either-or process. And on that, I'm turning it over to you, Deb. <laughs> As the yeah, I'm... Um... Yeah, I I will just start out with just talking um, um, the whole spiritual paradoxes. Um, I really liked, um, there's so many of them, and you don't really realize it, at least I didn't. Um, but, um, you know, some of them are um, a spiritual paradox is like we destroy to create or that we we live to die or die to live. Um, and we sleep to wake. Um, I mean, there's a lot of those. And then the whole thing of being um, uh, of unity versus division um, is I think that uh, in unity we often find it's, that's where we often find ourselves and in division is where we become lost, which can kind of seem... Uh, backwards in a way, because I think we've been so conditioned uh, to identify and and divide ourselves, you know, with labels, you know, of age, race, religion, et cetera, et cetera. And then we've also, a lot of us have gotten, you know, those messages um, that we should be independent and pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Um, And that the way to win is by, you know, outrunning everybody else, squashing the competition. Um, Mm -hmm. And that the battle to independence um, by evolution is only the strongest survive. And so um, I think that um, that's when we do that um, to the exclusion of being in touch with our unity and we start to like fracture our spirits away from everyone and, and everything else. And, um, and we end up kind of 
separate. So I think that the, you know, the paradox behind that is that uh, immunity is actually where we find our higher selves or our true selves. And then in, in uh, division, we actually lose ourselves. Um, and that's something that we've been, like, is almost counterintuitive because it's like the opposite of what a lot of us have been conditioned to. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I kind of noticed, like, when um, when I was um, kind of uh, Googling around and stuff like that, two terms kept popping up uh, for me in regard to this uh, subject, is that every time um, I did a search on the spiritual paradox of unity and division, um, the terms dualistic and non-dualistic kept coming up. And I saw on YouTube also, and I think they were probably like, I'm going to sound like a bumpkin maybe, but maybe they were yoga people or uh, Buddhists or whatever, because I'm not used to using those terms. So I went to the dictionary just to make sure, and I looked at the definition for these two terms just to make sure that consisting of two separate parts. Um, And so you can have, um, you're separate from from the rest. Um, mm-hmm, so you can mm-hmm. also have like two separate things like ideas, thoughts, perceptions, that kind of a thing. Um, but mm-hmm. in the sense of um, like a spiritual paradox. So the non-dualistic is the absence of duality. And so it's, um, there is no division. And so mm-hmm. after looking up the definitions to be sure, I realized that those two terms actually meant what I was referring to when I was thinking of the spiritual paradox of unity and division. And um, mm-hmm. and so it was, you know, we talk about synchronicities and stuff. And, you know, with, um, and I don't always feel this way, but sometimes before the holidays I get a little edgy. You know, it's, I think it's either, you know, could be because of my expectations or um, thinking that other people might have expectations and stuff like that. And so, um you know, I was playing a word game last night and I couldn't fall asleep. <laughs> so yes. I didn't fall asleep till like two thirty. And then my daughter right. came in, you know, let herself in and she's making coffee downstairs and you know, that was like around seven thirty and I was like, Oh you know, and then I couldn't fall back to sleep so I just got up. And so, mm-hmm. um being kind of a little bit in a funk, I just thought, you know, I'm a recovering person, I'm going to AA <laughs> So I went. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I got there, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna be taken care of. Every, You know, I'm going to have people that are listening to me and stuff like that. But what happened is I was in a group of a bunch of really new people. <laughs> and so I had to kind of take care of them and lead everybody else. And so mm-hmm. but the thing that was kind of cool, and I think that that's why I was meant to go there this morning, is we read um, out of this uh, daily reflection book. And um, in there was like the reflection for today. Uh, it says a classic prayer. And so then it has that prayer um, from St. Francis. And, um, you know, it says, you know, the one where uh, where there's hatred, maybe bring love, um, and on and on. And then at the end of it, what it says is, for it is by self-forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. And it is by dying that one awakens to eternal life, you know. And I just thought, wow, 
I think I really needed to share that this morning because I'm mm-hmm. I'm usually um, a much more zen person, uh, but for mm-hmm. some reason this morning <laughs> I, I was not. I you know I didn't get enough sleep and I was kind of huffing and puffing around, and that just really really helped. Um, and like the first little sentence of the reading was like, no matter where I am in my spiritual growth. The St. Francis prayer helps me to improve my conscious contact out of my understanding. Um, I think that one of the greatest advantages of my faith in God is I do not understand him, her, or her, or it. And so I kind of, you know, I just thought, yeah, you know, that's um, when I get bogged down and get kind of pulled out of um that perspective um, of feeling unified, um, then I really am kind of dropping into ego. And I'm seeing a lot, my perspective is coming from my head. You know, I'm analyzing, I'm calculating, I'm concentrating, I'm focused on the material world. Mm-hmm. When I'm able to shift that from ego to like the super ego, that's where I am really then coming from my heart energy. And I can be talking to anybody. It doesn't matter. And usually I don't even really see them so much. I usually end up looking into their eyes a lot and and talking to them. And it doesn't matter who they are externally, you know, but I'm just sharing a moment with another another being, another person. And, I, you know, those are the times that I feel like I am connected and I'm not bogged down in ego. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, that, if that makes sense. I know I'm kind of floating around all over the place. Well, um, no, no, but you're, you're giving, you're giving um, a perspective that allows people to understand just mm-hmm. what we're doing here. And, I mean, I can give a definition. I can give a statement. Um, you're mm-hmm. fleshing it out. Um, you know, the whole purpose here is even if it's what you think is rambling, it's, it's the spirit speaking through you, even without, you know, because you, you know, <laughs> the ego and what we want to say is what we're trying to do here, which is that division. You know, I got to sound good. I got to be, you know, this or that right, and right. the whole process. But then when you go through and you, mm-hmm. you push that little bit of edge over then what you're doing mm-hmm. is you're doing the one thing that I tell, and I, you know, we're sages, honey. <laughs> we have arrows. So it's like, you know, you do, you do, you do, you pull it back, and then you let the mm-hmm. arrow fly. And mm-hmm. it goes, mm-hmm. and it takes the yeah. momentum, and that's the energetic, the energy arrow, and that's what we're talking about here is the <laughs> ego, 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 but then you let it go, it flies. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, you kind of... <laughs> forward on it so I think you're really right on and I know I jumped in there but I'm like like, oh no yeah 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 Yeah. I like that you know because it it makes me think of that whole sense of perspective and the image that came into my mind when you were talking was that um, I've always heard um, and that's what I practice when I'm doing um, a tarot reading for someone is that um, Lots of times I'll say to people ahead of time, like, oh, you know, I just want to let you know if you see any disturbing cards that this is just, you know, uh, a mind's eye view, 
you know, like looking from above, right down at this mm-hmm. very moment of what mm-hmm. are all the possibilities, mm-hmm. what's the, you know, the conditions right now. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. the universe giving you a heads up. And, right. um, you know, so that if you do see something you don't like, then you can take a different path. And so I really think that when, when we do get into that space of unity that we, we are, we're like kind of flying up in the sky there and we are able to look down and we're not so bogged down by, you know, all the other um, labels and circumstance and material and all that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that can just, you know, just make such, <laughs> such a difference, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm certainly no St. Francis, but I really liked um, that, <laughs> that, that just those paradoxes at the end there, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it just, yeah. And I don't want to, I could very easily slip into the topic for next week, but so I'm going to try not to do that because that's a very important to topic that. too. <laughs> and obviously we're, we're kind of, you know, we have our juggling mm-hmm. back and forth with everything. <laughs> so, um, and I see the, 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 the process because, you know, the one thing that, and again, you know, the concept of what power over versus power within and the power mm-hmm. over is more the external, meaning the ego and the external world and everything out there and the power within. And what the process is, is internalizing that source of control and then put it to mm-hmm. beneficial use, which is, you know, getting more in touch with the unity as well as holding that other aspect of division but not falling victim to it, so to speak. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're about that. But I do need to, to break us right now into our commercial time so that we can come back and really delve into how to deal with this in the magical, ritual, and spiritual way mm-hmm. that will, you know, be yeah. more, like, practical. So mm-hmm. take it away, commercial. <laughs> You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned, as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC you're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, in syndication, Tuesdays. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt, Tuesdays, 4 to 5. The Now You Know Show with Professor Porterfield, in syndication, Wednesdays. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Miss Phoenix LaFay in syndication Thursdays. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern. 
sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. At any point where I'm feeling like a little bit like, yeah, it just it kind of makes me kind of flutter and I go, okay, we're fine. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's, I think what we need to look at, you know, is our next step in, you know, what we've got is how do we go ahead and work with this in a, a practical way, magically, ritually, you know, maybe mm-hmm. even personally, but as a spiritual practice. And I guess the way I Mm -hmm. kind of want to sort of state is it feels like what we need to do is, you know, you were talking about you have to destroy to, you know, to die to live (laughs) and, you know, these these Mm -hmm. opposites. Well, you have to empty the cup and then Mm -hmm. fill it up again. So you have to release things to, you know, do something to focus back on filling it up. And that is what you know, these particular ideas magically and, you know, spiritually and, and all can can work for, not just for a specific outcome, but for a, mm-hmm. a you know, an outcome externalized, but more <laughs> for an, a personal time frame. So um, do you want to yeah. kind of lead off on that? Um, sure. There's, um, well, one little thing I wanted to um bring up that and I don't know if I just um no I know I do hear I'm trying to think of um who I'm who I'm talking to um and what makes sense but um what is running through my mind is a a common fear that I hear um from others who are kind of going through um the process of kind of awakening their higher self um is the thought that if I surrender um, my ego-based self over to the the unified all, you know, will I cease to be me? Will I become a non-personality? Like, will all those things that make me me disappear in the ocean of everything, ocean of higher consciousness? Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just think that... I I can understand that because I've I've thought that or felt that at different times, you know. But I mean, the answer, of course, is no, a big no. But I think that when you um, when you shift in this awareness, you're going from that ego-based lens of perception. It's just you know, it's just really your perception changing, um, and you're going to that super ego lens of understanding rather than than just looking at things through those, you know, um, you know, the eyes that are just more focusing on the material. And so mm-hmm. I kind of thought about, like, what um, I think some people might, um, I mean, what initiates that or what starts that process? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that some people, you know, um, I think definitely people that end up in 12-step programs lots of times are, um, it's like a, recipe for alchemy of the soul right there you know so a lot of people will end up going through that dark night and that surrender and all that stuff in that process but there's other things especially with the metaphysical community 
is that um, the process of psychic development or mediumistic unfoldment is a is another way that you end up shifting your perception and just kind of seeing beyond the walls that are between us and others um, mm-hmm. where that just kind of dissolves away and you start just getting more in touch with the essence of other people or the essence of whatever it is you're working with, herbs or stones or um any other, you know, magical ingredients that you might be using. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, another way is that I think that those who go through like a trauma or a dark night mm-hmm. or are into, you know, uh, into the depths of their shadow work, um, they might come out on the other side of that and kind of feel like they are I'll say an overused term, born again. But that's, um, I think that with that, that born again thing, that can be caused by anything from a loss, uh, a near-death experience, or like a spiritual conversion. You know, and so I think that, um, I think that sometimes um, it might be any one of these things that kind of triggers us into that journey. Um, or it might be, you know, just because we we see that in others that we admire and we want we want to have that perspective, and so then we initiate it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes it's a combination <laughs> of all of them. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think that you know, for um, like working with um, with magic. Um, you know, it's kind of weird. I um, there's a lot of um, uh, magical principles. I might be wrong. I don't know if anyone has ever written this as a principle, but I always thought like the principle of alignment um, was really important. And like when I say the principle of alignment, the way that I work magically is that I'll you know, um, usually end up doing a reading for someone, you know, hear their story, um, and then um, try to determine the best course of action. I, the way that I do things, I'll pray before I do a reading, you know, please, you know, the spirits send me, you know, the best, um, the information that's best for this person. And then as I do the work, I don't usually end um, things with um, as I will so mode it be. I usually end it with um, if this is in alignment with the you know with the universal flow, um, person's highest good, so mode it be. Um, and mm-hmm. so, to me, I think that that's a really important part of it because otherwise, I always kind of felt like that whole process. Otherwise, it becomes like a, a a me first, or you know, it's got to be this outcome for sure and no other. Because I think that we really sell ourselves so short when we do that. Because I think if it's if you approach it more like an open-ended question um, mm-hmm. to the universe, that sometimes the universe actually gives you a better answer than the one that you would have came up with yourself. <laughs> 
<laughs> if that makes sense. Oh yeah. And so yeah, um because, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um because go ahead. Yeah, and um so I think that, you know, the whole um just that concept of uh the spiritual um paradox of unity and separation is that um we partner with a lot I mean most of us witches partner with a lot of different energies, a lot of different spirits when we're doing um magical work. And otherwise I'm you know, to me that automatically is unity. And um I th- I don't believe or I don't believe it's a good idea anyway to work with any energy or spirit unless you have initiated or have tried to develop a relationship with that spirit or energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by by doing that, um, I mean, you really have to embrace that whole uh, spiritual perception of unity um, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> to even dive into that and start working with it. Um, and, you know, while I was looking um, into, the, like, the whole magical aspect of um, of unity and division, I saw a, a – I came across a couple quotes about, like, what what magic is. And um, the first one was, the work of magic involves transformation. And the first transformation is the shift of perception. And that's um, Marion Weinstein. Um, and so I think that that, you know, is so true. And I think that just if we are going to engage in any type of spiritual work or any type of magical work, I think that we really, um, we really need to kind of um, have our own spiritual house in order or at least as much as it can be, you know, at that time, like doing the things that you need to take care of yourself. Um, and then also being able to shift your perception. And, um, yeah, because I, you know, I've, anytime you're carrying around um, old baggage, it's going to, it's going to influence or affect the processes that you're working with. And so, um, you know, none of us is perfect. I'm certainly not. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's okay. But I I do try to um, just make sure that I'm balanced, you know, and that I'm in a, in a good place spiritually. Because if I, being able to embrace that whole paradox of, of unity, it totally expands. It expands everything. It expands the way that I see things. It expands, you know, uh, the way that I view myself. Um, then the other quote I saw <clears throat> was, um, the movement of natural energies to create needed change. Energy exists within all things, ourselves, plants, stones, colors, sounds, and movement. Magic is the process of rousing or building up this energy, giving it purpose, and releasing it. Magic is a natural, not a supernatural practice, though it is little understood. And that was by Scott Cunningham. And um, 
you know, I I really think that what both uh, Marianne Weinstein and Scott Cunningham, I think what they are both talking about is that spiritual paradox of separation and unity. Um, and, you know, because it does, it requires magic, requires a partnership of energies. Um, and what we're able able to partner our separate energies um, because we're we all um, <laughs> True. I think that um, yeah yeah I think that there's you know that whole quantum field of awareness which connects us all and by tapping into that field of connection in unity we're able to partner with the energy to manifest the changes we refer to as magic mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah, and I and you know before I forget, one of the things that mm-hmm. you were talking about, which was you know uh, what you prefaced before the so mode it be in alignment. I always mm-hmm. always work whether it's in prayer or it's with magic or I give clients you know things to do. It's this mm-hmm. or something better because that gives permission to. Whatever deities, whatever angels, archangels, whatever energies, you know, mm-hmm. put it as to something that you see because we have finite, that is our division. <clears throat> we have a finite point of reference, even if we have an expanded mm-hmm. sense of what energy is, and gives something uh, a chance to come in that is not even in our field that we've seen to come in in terms of whatever we are, you mm-hmm. know, working on. So I wanted to say that because I liked what you put in, you know, at, before that. And I'm like, yes, but there's this other little itty bitty thing, you know, to put in. And I really understand where you're coming from about, you know, the idea that, you know, it is we become partners with this energy that we all share, this, this process. Mm-hmm. And we become, we are separate. We are a separate vessel, but we are also in mm-hmm. unity with that larger vessel that, un, you know, that has, you know, an boundless, you know, point of reference <laughs> of energy. And mm-hmm. I think for a lot of reasons, the, the concepts that we choose and have been chosen over many millennia to in, infuse us as humans is the smaller picture because, one, we're in this little vessel that's on this bigger vessel and, you know, we have to kind of get something done. Um, but it's also the fear of, as you said at the very beginning, of losing oneself to mm-hmm. this bigger environment. And yet mm-hmm. that, in, that point of reference is I can be one with mm-hmm. this, but I am also this. And that's that and in both process opposed to the this or that Mm -hmm. process. And that's when you really make that jump, whether you use it for magic, Mm -hmm. um, you just Mm -hmm. use it for your personal growth, you use it for any other process. You do, you know, Mm -hmm. work in the world, you know, make it uh, Mm -hmm. uh, revolutionary, political. It's and in both rather than the either or because the either or is um, what we know is the fear-based point of reference. And Mm -hmm. when you go for the bigger one, 
it mm-hmm. automatically dissolves that, that smaller mm-hmm. one because it holds <laughs> that as well and it becomes, you know, the and and both rather. And I, I, I see this, you know, when I deal with people, you know, that are in the mm-hmm. situations where they're at or I look at the mm-hmm. political structures or I look at, you know, what's happening in my own little environment here, my little tract of home. <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, it, you know, it triggers me in a small, Mm -hmm. small me in this way, but then there's Mm -hmm. this other process. So, um, whether we do it in meditation or we do it with magic or we do it with, you know, anything that we Mm -hmm. utilize as the tools to do this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Yeah. very much so. So, um, I thought maybe if you want, if you have a little mm-hmm. idea, um, mm-hmm. one of the things I thought of suggesting, and I'll, I'll jump off and then mm-hmm. I'll hand it over to you, is a lot of times if you want to get rid, you know, like if you're working on the little you and the fear mm-hmm. or the, the anger or the lack, uh, the hurt is mm-hmm. right out on a piece of paper that mm-hmm. you take half of it and you write out what it is that is driving that. And then you go mm-hmm. to the other side and you write out what it is you, you know, you envision, you know, the health, my, my perfect mm-hmm. plumbing, whatever it may be. Um, mm-hmm. And you write that out and then you cut it in half. You burn the half that is all of that smallness. And you take mm-hmm. the half that you wrote on and you fold it towards you and you mm-hmm. put it either on your altar or under your pillow or, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. personal. <laughs> but you take the ashes and you go with mm-hmm. those, those ashes and you go out and you find, you know, once they've cooled, the ashes that is, mm-hmm. you find a, a plant to put it around so that it repurposes mm-hmm. that energy into a positive growth. And that's a simple little ritual to shift the energies and work with balancing, mm-hmm. you know, what we are mm-hmm. trying to do. So that's my suggestion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have anything that you want to share at this point of anything that works for whatever. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, you know, I I hadn't really thought so far as like, and I love the ritual that you, um, that little ritual is is a really good one. I, I really like that a lot. I didn't really think about that so much. I guess what what I would say um, about that is that um, I something that comes to my mind is that I think that it's an ongoing process, and you have to. Um, for me, anyway, it's um, there's this. Uh, one saying is, or acronym or whatever you call them, is it's called how, you know, that honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. And so lots of times when um, I'll think of that little statement, how, like when I start, because um, I, I can get into that very ego-based, very uh, judgmental um, state of mind, and I don't like it. Because I think before, um, when I was younger, I would, kind of um be walking around with that mindset and I didn't I didn't know it you know I didn't know that that's you know I didn't know any different it's like that's just how I was you know and then 
when I started running into um, not wanting to be that way or not um, not feeling comfortable in my own skin, I started looking at more of that and trying to see like what um, what was fueling that or what was powering that. And I know I used to um, have the um, thing like, oh, I got that from my mom, you know, because she <laughs> was very mm-hmm. snap judgmental and very outspoken. And mm-hmm. I used to think that that was a sign of strength. That was a strong woman, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know what? And now as I've, you know, grown through a number of different things in my life, it's like now I can see that lots of times I think she was afraid. Um, and that's why she countered the way that she did a lot of times. Um, because you, so I would say I confused being um, uh, verbally aggressive um, with being uh, assertive and being um, just um, comfortable with my own self and, and, you know, having boundaries and limits and being able to say those things. And so I think that, to me, I think it's really, I love rituals and I think it's really good. I love the one that you talked about. I think it's good to have a ritual for stuff like this to kind of, to kind of like demarcate like, okay, this is, you know, I'm saying goodbye to my, my old self and saying hello to my new self. Um, Not that, you know, you're going to, you know, instant presto magical, you know, become a totally different person, especially in my case, it's certainly not true. (laughs) It's like, I'm so freaking, (laughs) I'm so neurotic and um, a little crazy that it takes a whole lot of work for me to just um, to be centered. And, but you know what, it's so worth it. And so Mm -hmm. um, I, um, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of a lot of drinkers, a lot of uh, druggies in, in my family. But you know what's kind of cool is that that was in the my generation and the generation behind me. Mm-hmm. Actually, my kids are you know I think they do a little, but you know not, it it's different you know. And so mm-hmm. that's another one of those things of carrying it forward. And so I just you know mm-hmm. I think the most important thing for this type of stuff is to um, to be constantly seeking because it's really in the seeking where you find what you need to hear. And so, um, it, and it's not, you know, it's not finding it, you know, because I remember years ago, like when I was a teenager, I was visiting my first boyfriend and he was in this drug center and there was a saying on the wall and it, it, it was like this Buddha looking guy and it said, do not say that you have found the truth, but rather say that you have found a truth. And I was like, I was like, damn, that's, that's pretty insightful. You know, I think I was 17 at the time. You know, but it's like that, that saying has always stayed with me because I think that um, there's, there are a lot of different truths out there. Um mm-hmm. And so, which kind of goes along with unity, because um, when I get real close up, I think, I do think that I have, I have the truth. I know it. <laughs> I know this mm-hmm. is right. And, um, and you know, and then I go later on where I find out, like, oh, that's not the only way to do it. You know, and right. so um, 
so that's where that really that open-mindedness really really comes into play and so you know i would say you know just to you know um do some sort of lovely ritual where you're saying like yes this is you know i am starting on a journey to my higher self you know and just embracing you know everything that you can because i think once you set that intention you will be amazed (laughs) at what happens Mm -hmm. because um setting that intention will draw you know the answers that you need at that point in time like, I don't think you're going to get the whole kit and caboodle, you know, <laughs> right, you know, right. In, in the next 24 hours or whatever. But I think that, and that's why I like that word, um, that term unfoldment. Because I really do mm-hmm. think it is a process of unfolding where mm-hmm. you have, you know, um, um, dedicated yourself um, into evolving, into you know, the best person that you can be, you know. And by that, I don't mean like, you know, oh, I'm going to be, I'll lose five pounds by next month and I'll have that pair of pants and I'll do this and I'll, you know, it's not having to do with any of those outer things. It's really just, you know, because you can see it in other people's eyes. And so I would say surround yourself with the people who you can look into their eyes and see that they are happy, that they are genuinely happy people because those are the people that usually <laughs> aren't filled with judgment. They aren't, you know, into, into that whole separation mode. They're truly, truly, you know, happy because they do feel connected with others. And so when you find people like that, they're gold and just, you know, they, you know, you just make up your mind that those are going to be my new best friends. You know, those are going to be the people because they ha- they have what I want. And so that is just, you know, <laughs> uh, so important. I think it's so important to just, you know, surround yourself with um, people who are where you want to be going. Um, right. And, yeah, and you can see it. You can yeah. You can look into their eyes and see it. <laughs> Well, and I totally agree with that. And at this point, we need to kind of start moving to the closing part. So just to let everyone know that um, the remainder of this month, which will be next week for our show, um, we will be doing um, surrendering and letting go to the higher energies and the law of attraction. So it'll again be a, a dual aspect, just like we did this yeah. today. And um, mm-hmm. so I'm really looking forward to that. Our spiritual paradoxes <laughs> will come alive again, and we will definitely <laughs> be excited about that. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, say thank you. You've brought a lot of really um, precious information uh, from your own personal experience as well in the situation that we're talking about. And obviously, I am really thank pleased. You. And happy, even though we both talked about this before the show, how scattered and fragmented and we were, we actually, you know, had a a lot of information and and wisdom to to give out and for us to share with Mm -hmm. each other. And I want to say thank you to Nagashiva for he is Mm -hmm. our cauldron. He is that which keeps the show on target and ready. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes. Definitely. 
So, um, and I will say farewell. I will let you do the closing. I always love your closing. Um, So just go ahead and say what you need to say, but I'll say goodbye to all. And I let Mm -hmm. uh, Deb say the final. Well, thank you. Yeah, I always, I always love talking with you so much, whether we're on the show or off the show. It just, um, it just makes me happy. (laughs) I can't see your eyes, but I know that they're filled with um, happiness. So I would say goodbye to everybody and which on, which well, and which wisely. Thank you for listening to The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestesscauldron.com. That's witchpriestesscauldron.com. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be.